Welcome to Lucia Gabriela TV, the place to be where we come to learn everything we can and how to master our love life, our relationship, and our sexuality. Today we have an incredible speaker. His name is Benjamin Ritter. But before we dive uh, deeper into the conversation about breaking up, let me just share very quickly, um, Benjamin Ritter is a personal consultant and founder of the Breakup Supplement. So thank you, uh, Benjamin, for joining us today in our show. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Awesome. So uh, we would like to learn a little bit more about you and what actually brought you to uh, this specific area of your life, like uh, helping people in, in development, in the relationship, and whatever else you do. <laughs> well, very, very, very long story short, right? Because everyone has a lot of things that have brought them to the point they are today. Um, I basically wasn't happy with my life. I had a very difficult time where I lost my purpose and I was kind of free falling and didn't know what I was going to do, uh, what I wanted to do and what I'd end up doing. <laughs> and so in that sense, I wasn't even acting daily with the intentions, any purposeful intention whatsoever. And that led to a lot of misalignment in my life, a lot of stress and a lot of conflict. And I had a lot of previous negative relationships. I was in an abusive relationship for a while and that left its toll and mark on me as a person. And that was coming into my future relationships. Um, and I wasn't really sure overall as who I really was. I didn't know how to communicate my boundaries. I didn't have confidence. And this all just kind of hit a point where I was like, I need to do something about this. <laughs> I need to figure it out. And fast forward over the years, eventually, I figured out that your life, your priorities, your goals, your intentions, your behaviors, your attitudes, your values, who you are at your core, your attitudes and your beliefs and your boundaries, your expectations really are the core, the foundation of creating alignment in your life, which actually leads to fulfillment. So something bad can really happen to you, but you're still okay. Something really great can happen to you, but you're still okay. You have this really strong uh, foundation that is created through these four different pillars. And that, all, that those experiences and that personal journey has kind of led me to want to do that for others. Mm, beautiful. And I love that you are mentioned in the core of like the foundation because uh, it's one of my favorite topics to talk to when we create like a blueprint for everybody's right like their life and relationship and all that stuff if you don't have your values your standards you believe like really clear and um concrete like of who you truly are it's very really hard to be in any relationship even with yourself so I really resonate with you and I appreciate you that um, you you sharing this wisdom with others based on your own path. Yeah, it's it was interesting because I initially started just working and dating in relationships. So I would take men out, I would teach them how to be confident and social, I would work with women. And then you're just kind of like, great, social relationships are incredibly important, right? Your love life's incredibly important, your friends are incredibly important. But the key indicator to success in that era of your life is you, is your personal self, is the development of that self. And so then I kind of switch gears and I switch my research interests and my professional interests and I dived into working with people on not just their love lives, but 
on everything and what their purpose was, what their visions were, what their values were. And over the years, it <laughs> ended me up here. But that's kind of why I created the breakup supplement because I work with a lot of people as well on their <laughs> old relationships and breaking up and moving on. Mm, beautiful. So I love it that you call the breakup supplement because when I was reading it, I was like, breakup supplement. I thought it was some kind of like pharmaceutical, <laughs> nutraceutical <laughs> supplement. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's a breakup supplement for it. And I'm like, I'm like, hello, dog. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, now I get it. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about let's let's dive into the conversation about breaking up and um, what do you love to share for everyone who is in the process of deciding or choosing or questioning if they should break up not break up like if they just broke up like it is a really great area arena the way we can um dive deep into today yeah and i think maybe a way to start it off would be to describe why i created the supplement mm -hmm. and that's because i i work with clients and i work on reframing their perspectives and moving forwards from past relationships but the problem is a relationship creates and leaves its mark on every you know every individual. So your ex has impacted you in some way. And the more you're with that person or the more the intensity of the relationship, the greater the mark. It's almost like, I like to compare it to a path in the woods. So as you walk through a path in the woods, the more you walk across it, you know, up and down, up and down, up and down, the, the more ingrained that path gets, the clearer, you know, the, the, the trees move away, the bushes move away. And all of a sudden you see this very, very like distinct path. And those, those paths are in your mind, right? And they're attached, those are attachments to other people. So when you see somebody, all your hormones and chemicals are connected to this person, your feel good chemicals, especially because that's why you're with them. So when you leave somebody, when you break up, those pathways are still there. They don't disappear. And the only way to kind of help, you know, those old pathways to find other ways to feel good is to start feeling good in other ways, right? And to stop walking down that old path. So I created this supplement because it helps replace the chemicals that your ex provided, right? So when you walk down that path, you had a dopamine rush. When you walk down your, that path, your stress levels went down. But now that they're not there, you're not getting the same rushes from dopamine, the feel-good chemicals. You're having spikes in your cortisol levels, a ton of stress. And so the supplement is a natural way, just plants, you know, vitamins, minerals that help kind of moderate your levels of dopamine and serotonin. So now you can kind of move forwards without these um, kind of like unnatural impulses because you don't have the thing that used to make you feel good anymore. So when you're thinking of breaking up with someone full circle, it's scary because all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, how am I going to survive? How am I going to feel good? You know, you're gonna, it stresses you out to think of living each and every day without this person in your life. Yes, indeed. It's, it's so important why you're pointing it out that many people don't realize that uh, it's not just emotional uh, or the energetic or the physical uh, things, you know, um, things that happened for in a breakup or that we had to move forward of like the clearing that we call it right like the clearing of the energy clearing of the body but it's so important you brought into the aspect of the 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 chemical the inner chemical aspect of the body the, the whole aspect of the the neurology neurology of the body of 
what you know the science behind it it's so important to really um address that and many times we don't take the time to address that so i really really um uh, like that thank you for bring bringing that into awareness yeah and why is it important it's important because people then can understand why they feel a certain way they're like mm -hmm. maybe it's not the fact that this person was perfect for you maybe it's maybe it's not that you know there's there's never going to be anybody else again it's mm -hmm. the fact that you're just attached to them you're neurologically chemically and hormonally attached to this person in your life yeah and so when you think about moving on and breaking up you first have to understand you're not really going to want to unless you know for sure this isn't the right relationship for you. But a lot of times there's always that doubt that kind of, you know, keeps you in that relationship that isn't right for you. And that's sometimes that doubt comes from a place of like, well, it feels good in my body. It feels like happy and joyful. Mm. This can like bring a different conversation in a dynamic too, because like how much of the awareness are, you know, are we, giving us a permission to uh, know if it's our emotions or is a chemical reaction that uh, we know that emotions are chemical reactions they all come together but I'm talking about like now that you mentioned that it's like how oh, where is this coming from it's like that lack of like chemical balance that need to happen in my life or actually the emotion that um, that's related to it so it's like it's an interesting, uh, it's interesting dance. I'm really like, huh? <laughs> and having, I, I have thought of it, you know, when we do somatic work, especially when we do um, trauma recovery for our audience, they know like we, a lot of the time, we talk a lot about this emotional uh, trauma, sexual trauma, recoveries, and all that stuff. So we know that some of the chemicals that the body uh, released when actually even abuse happened. And why some people will get addicted to uh, abusive relationships because there is like a, some kind of like a chemical uh, that is being released that also get them hooked to that. And when get, people get hooked into those chemicals, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic. So now that you mentioned this up and I'm like, well, that also get in there. <laughs> it's like so interesting. I love it. Yeah, the, the chemicals aren't good or bad, but right? we have them because they tell us something. So like dopamine tells us to seek something, to seek pleasure. Uh, cortisol is a fight or flight. Oh no, there's stress. But in response, your serotonin goes down, which controls all your impulse control, which is why when you're in very stressful situations, relationships or otherwise, you may eat foods that you don't normally eat. You may contact an ex that you don't normally contact. You know, you will act irrationally. And so these, these chemicals, they're not, you know, you can't really think of them as good as bad. You think of them almost as like, these are, these are uh, alarm systems in my body to help motivate me to behave a certain way. And sometimes those behaviors due to past programming, like ex relationships, abusive relationships, or traumatic experiences, sometimes those programming programmings don't serve us. Um, they actually lead us down uh, the wrong path or the path that we don't want to continue going down. But because they make you feel good, they sometimes addict you to those, you know, traumatic relation, uh, those traumatic experiences or abusive relationships. Beautiful. What else would you like to share about the breaking up? Breaking well, up. Well, let's people? let's talk a little bit about how you know maybe when you should break up with somebody, mm -hmm. uh, because there is a certain level of stress in a relationship that is probably expected. Uh, it's it's a stress 
that comes from growing pains, right? You're growing with a person. You are now not living as a complete individual. You're living almost as in a partnership. So what is the correct level of stress that you should expect from a relationship? And I think that that varies depending, right? You can't just say, I'm really stressed in this relationship, I should end it. It really is, how does each partner deal with that stress? Is it constructive? Do you move forwards? Um, so I always like to say, um, a fight is worthwhile if it leads to another step in the relationship. You know, an argument, something that you disagree upon, because a disagreement in a positive, healthy, mature relationship should lead to a discussion, should lead to mutual understanding, should lead to progress. And if you find that your fights and your arguments and your conflicts in your relationships are not leading to any of those things, that they're leading to just further stress and further arguments and further conflicts, then that is a sign that I would recommend counseling on one end, but also that maybe you're in the wrong relationship. Mm. Yes. Will you say that also when we're talking about the, the chemicals that we release from our brain and our body, do you feel like people get hooked into the chemicals that get released when people get into a fight? Too? Well, if you think that, yeah, because you think about it, right? So you're fighting with someone that also uh, gives you pleasure. Mm -hmm. um, that not, and maybe not right then, right? Because you can fight with someone over and over again and not have a pleasurable experience. But in the beginning of the relationship, it was pleasurable. And in the beginning of the relationship, you created your attachment. And that attachment becomes greater the more time you spend with them, positive or negative, because that attachment's already there. And that, that is a problem with abusive relationships. That's a problem with relationships that really aren't progressing further. People keep thinking that oh, if only if, or it was so good before, instead of look at the present, what is the relationship like? Mm -hmm. If you're telling yourself, I, can't, I just can't wait until this happens. I just can't wait until he learns. I just can't wait until she learns. And th that's a relationship that is, is already doomed. And that and that, and we always share with that we cannot change our partners, and we're not when we don't get in a relationship to fix anyone. Um, and if you think if you think about it, if you really do want to change someone, you're mm -hmm. not going to change them when they're with you. You're <laughs> not. Uh, and if you if you think you are, or if it does happen, it's going to take a very long time, and mm -hmm. it's going to be incredibly stressful. And both of you are just going to hold each other back in your personal development and your opportunities to grow. So maybe just break up, go about your lives. And yes. if you change, maybe you can come back together later on. It's interesting, right? That sometimes like you see couples and sometimes you, you, if you're working with couples and out of people that they, they did everything possible for the other person to maybe have a shift in their life or awakening moment, right? Or change. And all of a sudden they break up and then, Everything that they wish to happen in the relationship with them, actually the individual actually doing with somebody else. And it's like people are like, ah, oh, hey, this, like how why he didn't change with you yeah. much with me. <laughs> well, to note to note on that, it, it may seem like the person has grown and changed, but it's very hard to actually tell if the person has grown and changed. I mean, social media, right? And or like what you hear through the grapevine, you never really know. You never truly know if someone's changed unless you're actually spending time with them. And in a relationship, you spend a lot of time with somebody, but when you're not with them anymore, you really have no idea. Yeah. 
That's a good point. But like, too. To, but to your, but to your point, I agree. I mean, a person's usually not going to change with the person they're with, unless that person is very self-aware, and really wants to make the relationship work. Yeah. So, what will be another way, uh, another reason why people will be considering breaking up, or this? You know, you mentioned the other, uh, the one before, when they start questioning. Oh, I wish you know when you. When, it would be nice if this and this whole expectation. Like, what would be the other reason that you feel that people um, are holding back from breaking up? Well, a lot of it's fear. I kind of mentioned in the beginning that you get attached to somebody and you're afraid that someone isn't going to be as good, even though the person you're with isn't good enough. <laughs> so it, it comes to the point where you have to say, like, am I one being unrealistic? Um, are the things that I need not really things that I need or things that I maybe have thought that I need, right? So maybe you don't need to be, uh, to get a call every night at 10 o'clock at night to say good, you know, to say hello or something. It just depends. So it's a real, it's a very, very comprehensive analysis of your needs, why you need those needs. <laughs> and if your current partner really can't, you know, supply them. Um, and so it's, I think a lot of times people are in relationships and they're debating breaking up or not, but they have like one foot out the door, one foot in the door. They're like, this person fits most of my needs, but they just, they're missing these two. Uh, but they mm -hmm. don't really take the time to really analyze what those needs mean to them. They don't really take the time to communicate those needs to the person in a way that person can actually understand them because we all speak different languages. We all see the world differently. Um, they just kind of throw their hands up in the air, they get stressed out, maybe they go cheat on their partner or they just cause a fight. And I think a partnership, a relationship is is a lot of that kind of work because you can't just say, you make me feel sad. You have to describe what is making you feel sad. Uh, you have to describe the things that you need. Um, and I think if you've done those things and the person still can't meet your needs, <laughs> then stop being afraid. You can find someone that will meet those needs, especially if you learn over time how to express them in a way that other people can understand. Yeah, very great point that you make and also that bring you uh, bring to the conversation of conscious communication, um, you know, that be congruent with communicating with yourself, being honored, you know, uh, honoring yourself so much to be able to express, you know, what you truly desire, what are your needs are. And like you said, Clearly, like you have to be very clear, specific of what it is that you actually uh, want in your relationship in your life. And sometimes I find many couples like surprising when you do that test of like, you know, tell the other person like, what do you want? What are your desires? You know, um, no, tell the other person, tell your partner what are his needs, wants, and desires. And just just to know if you actually know the person, it's just so amazing to see that people. Sometimes many couples don't take the time to really know each other and they keep living a life in like very superficial level. And sometimes they're very, like you said, the fear of communicating, uh, communicating uh, that need, that desire is a big one. It's a biggie, a biggie, biggie. One thing I'd, I'd also really like to touch on uh, because we're talking like very intense, right? This is, this is like a lot of work for people that really want to make their relationships work. And how about the people that know their relationships are over but the only reason why they stay in that relationship is because Valentine's Day is coming up or because we just had the holidays. The holidays are coming up and they don't want to be alone over that holiday. 
that is a really, <laughs> I understand. I understand why you're doing that. But it's a very poor reason to stay in a relationship because if you look at holidays, it's about four months out of the year. And that's about four months of your life that is wasted. Uh, it sends mixed signals to your partner and it sticks you uh, kind of in a way that will make you stay attached to, to your partner because you spend the holidays with them, you meet the family, uh, you spend the holiday with them, which is probably, you know, Valentine's Day, which is probably pretty romantic. You're probably going to feel connected. Um, and now all of a sudden, you're like, maybe this can work. We're not fighting, right? Because who really fights over the holidays? I feel like, like maybe you kind of mend, mend some of your issues for a little bit. But then you have about eight months where you can fight consistently <laughs> without any <laughs> big holidays. Um, and it, it kind of, it does lead, I think I've seen with clients and with people in general, that holidays tend to keep people together that maybe shouldn't be. That's true. That's really important. So how can they um, easily, blissfully break up? <laughs> uh, well, from what I think everyone does today, just send them a text message and then block their phone number, right? <laughs> 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 so immature. <laughs> I mean, you respectfully right, discuss the situation with them. Um, I think that a lot of times when it comes to stressful, abusive relationships, then you may not be able to do that. You may have to do an impersonal uh, communication through text, uh, voicemail, an email or something, because seeing the person is a drug to, to you. Their relationship is a drug and yeah. being around it will not, you won't be able to get out of it. And a lot of times yeah. in abusive relationships, uh, the partner knows how to stick around. Uh, they know what to say. They know how to say it. Uh, they know how uh, to not leave, even when told to leave. Um, so impersonal communication may be best in, in those situations. Uh, but in other situations where you have a mature, loving, connected relationship where you just don't fit with your partner, a respectable conversation in a, uh, some people say public place because it's safer, right? Because you're not really sure how someone's going to react. Uh, but I would also say not a too public of a place because you don't want to embarrass someone. Don't do it in front of their friends, don't do it in front of their family, uh, but maybe be around other people in a public environment just in case the person reacts, uh, maybe a little negatively. Okay, so when, when like, I'm thinking of when you break up in a public place um, and the person of react, that could sound like very scary for some people. Um, like I'm thinking myself, like that, that would be so like, uh, you know, of course you're in a abusive relationship, of course, like you want to um, in being personal, great, or being public, awesome, that's great. But wouldn't be humiliating for somebody like a breakup in a public relationship, especially if, let's like, say, they're in a restaurant and you're breaking up in a restaurant. I don't know. Like, I have like, six, I, I, I have like, at dinner. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't yeah. be at dinner, but I just meant for your own safety. That's, a lot of people feel, at least people that I've worked with, feel that they need, they owe their, their partner something. Mm -hmm. um, they owe them a face to face to answer any questions. Um, if that's the case, then I suggest doing that. If you have to do it personally, not in their apartment or their home, but in a public place. Um, now, other people, I'd like to know, you don't really owe your partner anything ever. You, I mean, the only person you owe something to is yourself. Uh, so if you feel that you'd be more comfortable breaking up with someone that you don't feel that you owe, 
then I assume you probably could just give them a phone call and discuss the situation with them. Uh, but again, when you are breaking up with someone, and I mean, it's really, it's your decision, right? It's not, it doesn't really matter what the person thinks or feels other than you, uh, except if you really do want to sustain some sort of friendship or relationship or uh, your lives are interconnected in some way, then a more personalized breakup may be, may be the right answer. And how people will prepare themselves for the breakup? Who do you, what kind of tools do you recommend for them to to do in practice? Like journal or write it down, record themselves, record themselves in a video, so they can come up with like all the great like you know, please no, don't break up with me. I still love you. I would change whatever <laughs> you know. And they're ready for it. <laughs> Reasons for a breakup are not really uh, useful in any way, shape, or form. Now, the partner may want reasons for a breakup, uh, but you're, you don't have to give it. And, and to be fair, some of the reasons may be more negative than, you know, may not be good for the other person. Uh, so really, when it comes down to how to prepare yourself to break up with someone, uh, is it's, it's more of kind of like committing to the, to the decision less than really preparing what to say. You never really want to attack someone or make them feel horrible about a breakup, especially if you enjoyed the relationship, things just aren't working out. But a lot of times there's not much to do other than commit and then be honest. Um, call someone up or you meet them and say, they enjoyed our relationship, but this just really isn't working out. I mean, they really, you don't owe them anything and you don't really, need to give reasons because let's be fair all reasons are kind of uh, fillers i guess really when you think about it now you could say someone doesn't fit you if it doesn't fit your values or you have too much conflict or stress but i know a lot of people that stayed in relationships with someone just because they felt so passionate and positive with the person that it didn't matter what their values were so again, it really, you know, reasons are fillers and gaps. And I think it's important to understand that when it comes to explaining why you broke up with someone to that person. All right. So let's say um, somebody in the audience is, is listening and many of them are and they break up with the partner. Um, let's say I'm in the other side of the, the, the part where, you know, Let's say you're breaking up with me and you just sharing that, you know, it's not working out. Like, uh, do you say that you don't, you don't have to give the reason, but that's another person. It will be ideal for the other person to know the real reason, because, you know, when you are on the other side of the breakup, um, the person that, you know, you break up with me, I'm like, I'm going to wonder like, what, what happened? Like, what? What did it happen actually? Like, what did I do? Like, because at some level, some people, that could be something that people will be dragging for so long, be like, I don't know why he broke up with me. Like, I, I he never told me. Like, and then you, you know, it becomes like such a baggage uh, because there were not like that truthful communication of, you know, oh, this is what happened, you know, in a very peaceful way. And yeah, my values are, you know, we just, we just don't click. You know, some people know when the breakup, breakup, but some, some other people, like women or men, will be wondering, like, oh, really? Like, I, I never expected it. And he broke up with me or she broke up with me and, and he never told me why. 
Well, I think I'm more uh, picturing the situation that we talked about before, where people have an issue with their relationship, so they communicate it in a positive and productive way. And if they fight, they have another positive and productive conversation about why they fought or what their expectations and needs are. At that point in time, that person still isn't able to fulfill your needs after you've communicated them over and over and over again, then the breakup does not need another fight about your needs. Now, if, again, this is, now again, and to, to your point, if this is out of the blue, if this is, wow, we just had an amazing date last night and this person just broke up with me, then in that case, because breakups can happen in such a variety of, of situations, then it's important, I think, to describe a little bit of, of reason. But when it comes to, I guess, breakups where you've already discussed situations and issues in the past repeatedly, because most clients that I've had and people that I know, they don't just break up kind of like willy-nilly. Uh, they've actually tried to fight for the relationship. Um, then I don't think you need to have another sit-down discussion of why your needs aren't being met, because then the person might promise again that they're going to change and they're going to work on it, and then it's going to be another cycle. Yeah, I totally get you now. Okay. Yeah, so I needed to clarify because, again, right, because so many different types of relationships and situations that can occur when you break up with someone or when you're broken up with. Yeah, definitely. It's really important to know, uh, to be aware of that, to be aware of the type of relationship you are already, if you're in a toxic, abusive relationship, um, and long distance uh, email, that would be fine. A yeah. text would be okay. <laughs> change your phone number, change your email. <laughs> well, um, you, you, you mentioned something about you know, people holding on to baggage from a relationship because they don't know a reason. Mm -hmm. um, I think for any listener that is broken up with or will get broken up with in the future, it is very important that you let go of the desire to know why a past relationship ended. Because mm -hmm. any reason, again, is a filler. It is an excuse. It is something the other person felt, right? It doesn't really directly apply to, to you and your life and your development and your growth. And this, this drive and this need to know mm -hmm. can keep you attached to a relationship in the past and not allow you to move forwards. Do you feel that sometimes knowing it's good and sometimes you just have to let it go? I, I would say like 80, 20, like sometimes it's good to know like what happened, just so I become aware, hey, I messed it up, I, I treated you in a bad way, I did not respect you, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And like, okay, I get it. But coming from a place of like, I'm totally detached of of like, you know, holding back, you know, like holding it to this person, I, I just become aware. But like you mentioned, like sometimes people really are so craving to know forever and and they just don't let go. I think it's important to know if you continuously find issues in your relationships. And when I work with clients, I sometimes actually have them call their exes to talk to them and ask them to please be honest, to please be blunt. Let's talk about our past relationship. And I want to know your concerns and issues that caused kind of like the end of the relationship. Because it's important when you're emotionally detached from previous relationships, you're not still wanting it to work out to understand someone else's perception um, because that that information can be useful 
it doesn't have to be truth. It doesn't have to be like the facts about who you are, but it can be at least kind of like reading an article about someone looking at you and watching you and, and how they feel about you. It doesn't actually mean that those things are true though. That's a good exercise. I really like it's, that one. It's difficult. A lot of people have issues with that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I could find it like it could be difficult, but they're interesting at the same time. I can see the power of just doing that. Definitely a good one. Yes. Awesome. What else would you like to share about breaking before we wrap it up and and know more I, where we can find you? Yeah, um, I think the most important aspect of a breakup is the acceptance of it, um, is the ability to close the door on a story that was a part of your life and to open a new one. I think that we attach, right? I think we attach a lot of emotions to old relationships in the past and they hold us back from moving forwards and I like to compare it to uh, like a job you get a job it's a great job you have it no matter how many years year two years six years maybe it's your dream job you have it for a month and all of a sudden they fire you what's what's the solution there right you don't go home sit on your couch and think about the job <laughs> you go find a new one right you get your qualifications, your skills, you put them down on paper, you see where the gaps are in your knowledge and you fill those and you move forwards and you find a better opportunity. And I think too often we allow our old jobs to hold ourselves back. Yes, that's absolutely truth. Love it. Love the conversation. Great, uh, great insight and really uh, great exercise for um, all of all of you uh, meeting community who are watching if you are in the middle of a breakup or something, something to tap into. And um, I really love the exercise of like going back to your exes and, and <laughs> really ask them like, hey, what do you think about me? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I really like like, wait, what was what was really about the re our relationship? How do you felt and all that stuff? Of course, yeah. it, it's actually like more interesting because it's after the whole fire and the whole drama and trauma. <laughs> and actually they, they have like a clear, more consistent um, definition of, of what happened and yeah. and no attachment is still so really powerful. So Benjamin, how can we find you? Well, you can go to benjamin-ritter.com um, and be sure to go to thebreakupsupplement.com uh, to get, you know, to order yours and try them out today. Awesome, I'm excited, really, really excited. Thank you so much for your wisdom and for your passion that you share with all your clients, Benjamin. Thank you, appreciate your time. Thank you. So thank you to all our amazing viewers today for watching again to another episode of Lucia Gabriela TV, the place to be where we come to learn how to master our life, our relationship and our sexuality and now our breakup. <laughs> <laughs> so see you next time, everyone. Have a great day.